I gotta say, I'm finally graduated. It's done. It's over. Summer classes ended for me around August 1st. And so for people that are waiting for this right now, it's kind of funny because I took about a two-week break or a little time off. It wasn't intentional. It never is. It's just since the start of this year, it's been like, oh, I'm not going to go on social media today. And then a day turns into two weeks into a month. And so it's just become a habit. And But we're here and it's wonderful. And I've been enjoying my little two weeks and just reading and relaxing and gathering myself to return to speak. And so I am ready to talk about my journey through the school system and how I have always felt about school despite being a good student. And I want to say this with air quotes because there's so much that goes beyond that terminology. A good student, a straight A student, a honor student. There's a lot. Before we begin, I want to say that I'm going to do my best to be neutral But the blunt truth is, I don't think that's what's going to come off. I don't think it's going to happen that way. I do not believe college is worth the cost of your economic freedom and it is actively robbing your future self. It's a bold statement. It's a strong statement. I know, I know. Back up your argument. Why do you think so? Why do you say so? Don't just drop gems like this and just walk away. And I won't. You know, I'll explain my positioning and myself, but... After all the research, after all the weighing, after learning about interest rates and money and debt, and it's, we gotta unpackage this here, right? I also had a first row seat to watch how it crippled my household because one of my parents wanted to drink the Kool-Aid and we all suffered in result. And it wasn't my mom, so we couldn't afford anything and this parent also had a doctorate degree. And so the cost for me to continue with higher education, it's just, I know what I want in my life. And part of what I'm seeking in myself is stability and that's on all fronts. So I'm not budging, I'm not playing. It's not a game to me, it's not a joke. Listen, lynching myself for the traditional route to the American dream is not high on my list. It has completely changed. It's transmuted. It's transformed. It's a new variant. It's not what it once was. And the game is changing on all fronts. And it has been for a while now. There's multiple pathways to find success. And I've seen all of it from the traditional route, from the immigrant story route to, you know, and there's still a lot of nuance to this conversation because it doesn't just end in my perspective like, okay, it is robbing your future self. Even if you are coming from a low income background, you could get the degree and everything and you could pull yourself out of poverty to a certain point and then wait, you owe back money. And that also affects your future household And your future self, let's say you don't even want a future household or anything of that sort, it affects you as well. And we have to talk about all those sides and perspectives. It's not to say that there cannot be a means of financial security and pulling oneself out of poverty because of a traditional college degree, but there is a massive 
price to pay for it. If there's not a substantial amount of scholarships or a career that promises to clear the debt after a certain period, there's a lot to unpack here with this. And it's a lot of pressure for an 18 year old to figure out what to do. And it's insane. From what I recall, we were talking about careers and college preparation and since eighth grade and middle school. And I changed my mind multiple times, even up until I was trying to figure out my major in my college. It's too much pressure. It's pressure from peers, it's pressure from parents, it's pressure from yourself because now you're thinking about your future. But then again, if you've been placed in a situation where you don't know anything about money, please learn about money. It's important, right? Learn about all kinds of money. Learn about cryptocurrency. Learn about, you know, when they took the dollar off the gold standard. Learn about all of it, okay? Knowledge is power, period, okay? There's never anything that you'll learn from an academic standpoint, whether it's financially, whether it's spiritually, whether it's emotionally. There's nothing, anything you won't learn won't help you at some point in time in your life. Nothing is wasted. That's what my mom loves to say. She said, nothing is wasted. But please... Look at the money, right? If you're sitting here like, oh, I could cover $100,000. What can $100,000 buy? You know, I know that's crazy to think about, but seriously, like these are just questions that, and I know in between sports, in between extracurriculars, in between studying for the ACT, SATs, it's a lot to ask, hey, could you, you know, do a little crash course on finances and money because there's a reason they don't teach us that there's a reason they don't that's not like a course that every high school student has to take I know we had a business pathway back in my high school but how many students are like oh yeah I'm gonna take this business pathway you know over another path we had so many cool things but it's in the business pathway that teaches you about money, about finances. I think we also had a finance pathway and we had a bank in the school, like a bank branch inside of the school. So there were many opportunities to learn about money, but also too, it's understandable if let's say you wanna do automotives, right? So there are aspects that have to be taken into one's own hand. Like for instance, for me, I was a film major and also I was, I took every literary credit imaginable. Where is the time to learn about money? I know, I know, I know. But if you could make the time for it, you would begin to look at things differently, you know? So please be mindful and resourceful. Please seek awareness. Please seek knowledge. Everyone wants to act grown until it's time to be grown. And look, if you have debt, don't take this conversation personally. It's my experience and my perspective. It's something that I wish I could find someone that would sit down and just unapologetically speak in this way. That's all. Everyone has their decisions and their choices in life. It is how we take accountability for ourselves. I didn't know we could go back and do all this again. Did you know that? I didn't. So the decisions that we made when we were younger, the decisions that we made at certain periods of our life, we also have to remember that we were doing our very best at that point in time. 
Maybe there was no one to tell us. Maybe we didn't think to ask. And that is completely okay. But despite this entire spiel I just went on. And there's a lot of economics that goes into that too. And a lot to do with where you're born. (laughs) How much tax dollars that are paid in your area. It also goes into socioeconomic classes that affects everyone. Including kids that come from six-figure households. Because even they cannot afford college. It's so wide. It's so nuanced. It's insane. The majority, even above a certain bracket, that can afford college in full. And they're still out here trying to get coupons and discounts. And this goes without saying the mad dash and scramble for scholarships because there's a real reality where students are burnt out. That's a whole other, we can get into that too, about this insane burnout. Have you seen these high school resumes for college admissions? I would know. Mine was insane. Mine had a a, a student Emmy on it. And I still couldn't scratch the surface because of test scores. That's a whole other thing. And then also too, then they changed it around the period that I was graduating. They wanted, at first they wanted you to be good at 10 things, to be involved into 10, 20 things. And then they changed them. They said, you know what? We would much rather you be well-rounded in two to three things. Like for instance, we much rather you be fluent in, I'm going to pick like Italian and also be an author, a young published author, than for you to be in 10 clubs and doing five sports and figuring out, I don't know, the trajectory of the sun in relation to earth with marshmallows and you've won a Nobel Peace Prize for your findings. It's insane. That's what it is. I'm going to still do my best to cover (laughs) at least tap on each thing so then in that way there's things to think about so we're going to talk why I chose community college and the stigmas and outdated outlook on CC the student debt crisis how the game has changed for a while now and whatever else comes to mind. In the description of this episode, I'm going to link several of my resources and conversations surrounding the topic. I can go on and on about my beef with the American school system and perhaps it needs its own separate episode entirely. Try to return to this conversation. (laughs) So why did you choose community college, Olan? What's so special about CC? If you're so smart, if you're this nerd that you claim to be, etc. To save money and to buy some time. Every adult that cared about me would always recommend to save money and to find some way in which school would be paid in full. If you can get a degree and it be fully paid off, that's great. Or at least get a massive discount on said degree. Over and over and over again, since middle school, I would hear about how expensive college was and I would see what that would be like going home to have a parent that is neck deep in debt. It has done nothing but make life excruciatingly difficult and I wanted nothing to do with it. I didn't care. I put my hands over my ears and I was like, la, 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 I don't need to hear it from anybody. 
I see it firsthand every day. I come home and I lock the door (laughs) in my house. I see it. And so whatever fantasy world that a counselor or professor or teacher would live in on top of the fact of high rates of competition, on top of the fact it was just a lot. Inflation, the how high rates of college would go up. Even since middle school, the college that I was going to go to had doubled in price by the time I became a senior. So I already came down to the conclusion of what I don't want for my life. Right? It's what happens when you come from a household and you see nonsense. It's one of two things. It's either you address at a very young age. I don't want that. So I'm going to actively pay attention and make sure that my life doesn't end up like that. And some people say, oh, well, people say that and then their life does that take that turn anyways I said actively baby you don't just sit there and say that and you sit on your hands and do nothing no I was learning about money at like 13 14 years old sitting down watching documentaries about all kinds this wasn't a game this was real and so we have to factor that in and then there's a second way like I said right it's not as such a razor focused attention on what's happening in front of you because it's very easy to slip down that slope it's it's not something that having a little kid look at their parent like yeah no I don't want a doctorate degree right after they get it despite society saying oh that's like the best thing you could do for yourself yeah no imagine the number I learned about money I took it into my hands from really young and I educated myself The truth is that a four-year institution holds a lot of weight for the hyper-visible positions in society, teaching, doctors, nursing, lawyers, etc. And even in those fields, they're highly competitive and you have to do your networking. I did research on those fields too. There's tea behind that. Don't think that you just get the degree and that's it. There's a lot that goes into that as well. I mean, at least at the time, you know, things have changed quite drastically still. But I graduated with an English degree, so there's that. None of the careers I just listed, right? English degree, yeah, we can say that it can be very flexible and allow you to be very fluent in different fields. But this is for a CC, so an associates. I'm not blowing six figures on an English degree, no matter how much I love literature and writing. And how much I'm also paying attention to what is going on in a lot of these creative fields. Whereas there was a time where they said you needed to be an expert and have a degree to accomplish and do these things. But there are accolades and awards and publishings and things that you can do without these degrees now. There's many different roads and routes to success. Many, many, many. But we have to be adults and we have to be grown-ups and grow up and be real and be honest. Is the cost worth it? For me, it is not. Not from an experience that I've been watching since, since the moment I could learn, hey, I can't afford things like other kids can afford things. Why? And for me, 
since that age, it's not worth it and it's never been worth it. It's also not worth the mental strain. And I was burnt out after high school because I thought I had to be this dancing, singing, performing, you know, acrobatic, like do it all. Honestly, when March 13th, 2020 hit and we thought we were just at the time, we just thought we were getting an extended spring break. I would just sleep all day. I was so exhausted. Just the attempts of getting the scholarships and the full rides and the, just the attempts. Let's go back to fall of 2020. Was a senior in high school. This isn't the spring yet. This is the fall. I was entered into a C-SPAN documentary. You can look it up if you'd like. They have it or they had it every year. I'm not sure what that program looks like. We could pick whatever topic we wanted. And of course, it's a database with the news. So there's all kinds of topics and conversations and things that are hidden in their archives. And so we could kind of go in and explore. Of course, they give you a certain amount. It's not every archive. That would be so cool. But no, it's on certain topics that they pick and curate. I found the student debt crisis piqued my interest because I was aware of wanting that stability. But, you know, you can try and run from peer pressure as much as you, but I'm not going to lie to you. It was a factor that was floating in the air. I was like, you know, but I still knew I didn't want that debt. But this, right, when you're making a documentary, especially for film, it takes a lot of researching. And that's what I do. I love it. So I was researching for months, watching other documentaries, reading articles, interviewing several different college students. Everyone's perspective was completely different from each other, right? Some of them coincided and then some of them said all kinds of different. So you had college students in lower income brackets with some FAFSA and government aid and said it wasn't enough to cover everything. Others that had scholarships that had covered a massive chunk of the cost said that college was worth it. Some said that the people and the experience is what they're paying for. They're paying for the college experience. You know, there we go again, inserting the American dream, right? It, it finds its way to creep up, right? The romanticization, the way it is advertised, you know, there's a certain um, rose-colored lens that was talked about. Another person mentioned that how their post-grad, oh, I talked to the post-graduates, you have to, you have to, and struggling to find a job because employers want experience. And now it's this weird dichotomy. And then I also, you know, found other people that talked about their experiences that they are now working jobs that have nothing to do with their degree. Someone mentioned how it was the huge pressure of their parents that were telling them they needed to go and then they went and then they were miserable because they didn't like the degree they were doing and they felt like it was a waste of time for them and they didn't want to fill the quota of the American dream that perhaps their parents want for them. Others were offered scholarships to attend and it still wasn't enough. There are those that were working on scholarships very diligently in high school. And then when they entered college, everything was paid off for them in full. And so I sat, I did my do. I watched 
vlogs. I, I watch so many vlogs. I watch vlogs of people just getting accepted into colleges. I watch people getting accepted into massive Ivy Leagues and how excited they were and how they were moving in into the dorm rooms because social media plays a role too. And we, it's really, it went from mass media, like high school musical, you know, the whole college, you know, like I said, the romanticization of school into the hands of social media. So I was watching college dorm move-in videos. I was watching all these kinds of things, you know. I was watching videos about people that said they didn't go to college and how instead they went straight into the workforce. And I watched people that are talking about how they went into tech school and um, tech boot camps and how that structure is set up for them. And then people that went and they got technical degrees. So plumbing, fixing elevators, AC units, things of that nature, tangible skills that could immediately put them into the work market. I paid attention to, I watched even videos about military. All of these things take into account. See, it's a lot of information. It's a lot of research. And then I have to align it with my intuition and I have to align it with my personal experience. And then all of this research that I was doing for a documentary also in turn was helping me decipher my final decision, right? And then slowly the peer pressure and then maybe the one or two adults in that building that were still telling me to go, 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 their opinion began to be obsolete simply for the fact that you're interviewing all these people and you're watching you know, a lot of romanticization from vlogs and you're listening to other people that are saying, oh, it's about the experience and X, Y, Z. And then, you know, I'm watching people that are talking about their debts, right? And I don't know if anyone has sat down and watched it, but there are, there were a lot of videos at one point in time about people celebrating for paying off the last of their student loan debt. Like massive celebrations where they would be FaceTiming family members and they would be, you know, with their their loved ones and everyone would be celebrating because they finally got this debt off. There's also a lot of postgraduates, right? Or there's been a handful. I don't know if it's increased with time. I don't know what happened with that. But one thing I did read several articles about were how there were postgrads that fled the U.S. and refused to pay off their loans. They have fled the country. Look it up. Look it all up. And, you know, I just, listen, I gave some really great resources and stuff that I looked at and I looked through. And there's not to say that there's not value in education. That is not what we're talking about. We're not talking about education. Education is power. Knowledge is power. I will always sit here and and, and say that and mean that with every fiber and cell of my being because it is there's something incredibly beautiful about a mind that just works no one is denying that however is the cost of a higher institution in the system worth it i went to cc for my first two years and can i be very frank and honest with everybody here I'm learning, it felt like I was doing high school again, at least for the first two years. I know usually if I were to transfer and go do the back, like I would pro- get more into the degree, but those first two years is the same repetition for the most part. Perhaps with some extra information that I'm I'm not gonna lie, stimulated my nerdy side, 
but nothing that couldn't have been found or at least have been you know figured out a bit but my goal that I wanted from when I was really really young right which (laughs) how many times is the inner child gonna follow us throughout this podcast I don't know but you know what I don't owe anyone a dime if in anything I was getting paid the residuals the refund money and I had an extra scholarship on the side Let's talk stigmas. So what are the stigmas about community college? Because stigmas have a tendency to come with ignorance. One stigma, people who are poor, immigrants, and or destroyed their lives go to community college. There's a lot to unpack with that. And there's a lot of people that think that way. I had watched many different colors from the box of Crayola called Humanity. My peers at the time have everything to say about community college. Well, first of all, there's nothing wrong with people wanting to pick up their life and start over. There's nothing wrong with wanting to try again at life because there's no manual to this game. It's one show and then the curtains close. I didn't know we got to redo this run in this same body, in this same life, around the same people all over again. I didn't know that. I didn't know this was all guaranteed to restart. Where'd they do that at? Oh, okay, 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 cute, okay. Here's another thing. All the Haitian community that came with my parents for the most part went to community college and they're all middle and upper class Americans now. They got their investments and stuff. Immigrants in general that came here for a better life are going to hustle. And that's just simple, right? Is it every population? No, but that's everybody, right? Like you're gonna have some people that work hard. It just, that, that boils down to an individual and just human beings. We're not gonna get into that though. I'm not, we, we're not doing that. But we could have the same argument about that's the same thing for people in unfortunate socioeconomic conditions. And there's even nuance in that conversation. Are some lazy? Sure. But that's just a general human trait. So, The stigmas are classist, racist, and messed up. Okay. And I don't want to hear nothing because I heard it from everybody. You know, I heard it from Latinos. I heard it from other black kids. I heard it from white kids. I heard it from all kinds of populations. Even the ones that their parents are making six figures and they're like, oh, we can't afford college. Oh, you didn't want a discount? That's a discount right there. You didn't want to get a discount price? And we all went to a low-income high school. All of us, you know, every color was poor. Would you look at that? Hmm, interesting. But the only people I didn't hear it from were the adults with life experience. They were the main ones I did not, then they're the ones I asked questions about because they lived life. You go ask people that have been in the place that you may find yourself in one day. That's who you need to talk to. And be discerning with those two. Be discerning. You're just gathering information. You're just gathering knowledge. You'll figure out what to do with it. Just gather data. Gather data. And then sit down and look at all of it and be like, okay, so here's what we got. Here's what I got. Then bring your experiences into the equation. What would your life look like 10 years from now if you owe back six figures? What does that look like? So you still got to be careful with some other ones, some other adults too, because there's some with crippling debt. 
that will try to recruit you to the team. I had one, like, I, you know, I lived with him. But if you don't live with one or two, well, we have another stigma. Well, you can't get to a good college with a community college degree. Students in California, I know I don't live in Cali, but students in Cali easily transfer to UCLA and UC, USC all the time. They got a huge discount off their first two years. There have also been records, right? Let's take it out a notch of people transferring from CC to a huge university and even receive massive scholarship for the rest of their concluding years of education. There are accounts of people that leave CC and go to Ivy's. And in fact, I heard that it's the admission process is a bit more streamlined. I wanna say easier, but it's streamlined. Let's go with streamlined because there's less competition from incoming high school seniors because now it's been two years. So you're asking to enter the junior class. And for that scholarship I was mentioning, it's called the Jack Kent Cook Scholarship. You're welcome. I will leave a link for that as well in my description for any of the upcoming seniors and or juniors listening. I got you guys. That program offers for CC transfers. If you want to transfer into another university, they have for four-year institutions, they have quite a bit that they offer, which is really, really nice. So here's another. Who's going to hire you with a CC degree? Well, if it makes you feel better, a lot of people with bachelors are struggling to get their foot into the doors. So colleges are implementing more job fairs for that reason. So many resources and there's so many certifications and extra programs offered at a CC level. Even our counseling at my school was very well done. I was putting up my counseling. I was asking someone because they were telling me about college and their mental health. And they go to a very, like a, a nice university. Nice. That expensive stuff. That, that top shelf, top dollar American dream type stuff. And I was talking to them like, yeah, you know, just like visit your counseling. And they were like, oh, um, our counseling sucks. I was like, what do you mean? And they were like, yeah, no, it, it's awful. And I was thinking, like, do you know how much money you're paying? And the counseling sucks, like, completely? Well, you remember the stigmas about, you know, poor immigrants and poor folk and people whose lives are just falling apart completely and all this stuff. Well, what happens is you have a lot of dope counseling, at least in my experience, or counselors that come in. All right. And they sit down with you and they actually understand where you're coming from. And they'll talk to you about being first generation and being an immigrant. And they offer, you know, they offered uh, even counselors that speak Spanish. And it's just it was so well constructed. But look into your resources before you, you know, enter the arena you know, look into their counseling program. Ask about those. There's important questions to ask. And it is what it is. So there's a lot of resources offered that are incredible. Here's the last one. Only stupid people go to community college. 
I don't even want to get into this one because stupid people reside everywhere. They have government jobs. They're in our hospitals, in schools, in our homes, in our home countries crumbling underneath the grip of foreign policy. They're even in positions to run our country. So this argument isn't as inclusive as it should be. Let's start there. There are stupid people at Ivy Leagues, but they're there because they're a legacy student and that building has their last name on it. So talk about all of it. Let's not, individuals can be stupid. Just, you know, for a topic about inclusivity, let's be inclusive. There's more to it, but once again, once again, you know, I'm flipping through these notes. Let's go, let's go. Okay, let's talk about alternatives. And here's my advice that I would give to my younger self. Boom, you know, boom, boom, boom. CC is a great alternative to traditional four-year institution. There's also trade school programs. There are tech school boot camps that have return policies on your money. If you do not have a secure job after a couple months or so after their trainings, imagine asking a university, like imagine asking a university to give your coin back because your degree didn't secure you a job. The degree didn't work. But these boot camps, they say, oh yeah, no, we'll refund you the money. There are universities offering boot camps that also offer certifications and many opening job opportunities. I don't think they have a refund policy, but I guess if you'd like that stamp of approval from a four-year institution still, there you go. Google and several other online programs offer certifications for millions of jobs opening up. And then there's just internships and classic resume and experience building from the ground up. And that's just something where you just graduate and you would start to apply for internships all over and start learning and then perhaps grabbing a couple certifications along the way and just building up your resume like ground level hustle style. You know, because if you must go to a four-year institution, if you must, if you must. When you are on college tour, because believe it or not, I went on many of those, partially to leave school and class for the day, and another part so I could see what all the fuss was about. Please, please talk to the students. Ask them if it is worth it. Ask them how their day-to-day is. Ask them about how they feel about the staff. Do they have a high turnover rate of professors like they don't keep their professors there at the school talk to them talk to them talk to them talk to them if you can't talk to them if you have a friend that's a bit outgoing say yo could you ask those questions for me or you know figure something out write some questions down on a notes app and say hey could you answer these questions i have social anxiety listen we uh, listen gen z millennials let's you know everybody's talking about mental health and stuff i'm sure if you kindly approach somebody and said yo i have anxiety i just even me doing this right now is a huge step for me can i ask you some questions i'm sure someone will be like yeah of course You know, do you have time to answer any questions? They're like, no, I got to get to class. That's fine. That's only one. Someone else would probably love to answer those questions for you. People, strangers be stepping off the street all the time for YouTube videos with a microphone like, hey, what song you listening to? And they point it at the other person and they're like, oh yeah, um, it's okay. If you're going with peers and et cetera, ask your friend 
if they could ask the questions for you. You know, there are ways to do this. Ask the teacher that you're with if they could help you find a student to ask questions about. If they if you're in a room, because listen, if you have a tour guide, their job is to make the school look good. They are selling you a product. Don't you ever forget it, baby. They're selling a product. I'm not even gonna get, I'm not even gonna get into the whole politics about student loans because it's so much but if they sold you a product a product that would ensure them that you're going to be paying for that product in 20 years time over and over and over and over again just to pay it down why would they give you a why would they give the entire country a massive refund on said product like what would it take in order to you know what i'm saying like Questions I ask myself, seriously, do the research because it, ugh, the rabbit hole. Sorry, spiel, but let's continue. Find scholarships. Hustle, hustle, hustle. Bustle, bustle, bustle. Consider any programs that may help you reduce your tuition. They exist. If your parents are forcing you, kindly ask them to pay for your college and see their reaction. I still ask my dad. Listen. <laughs> Listen. Like you ask your Haitian father to still pay for your school knowing good and well. I sure did. And what about it? And what about it? And I'll do it again. I sure did. And his reaction, his short circuiting. If you see any adverse reactions, start building an argument. Start building a plan. We may not know the plan, but listen, if if you're like me in the sense where you want stability on all fronts you need to figure out how you're gonna you gotta have conviction on how you're gonna get that even if it's a four-year now there's also another option to get a full ride i don't i listen find out that's all i'm gonna say find it out if you can find it out squeeze every last penny <laughs> that you can right try community college Woo! try community college and then transfer and then transfer. The bachelor is going to say the university degree. It's going to have the university on it. I know that's everyone's thing. Like, ooh, I don't like this brand of school. Right? Because we're just buying into brands, buying into school. <laughs> we're just buying into stuff. Okay, you don't like the CC brand? That's fine. Go get it like you get it at the CC. Right? Get it for free. And then, you know, the last two years, if you owe back like a 40K, a 50K, and you're completely okay and fine with that, do that. At the end of the day, it's everybody's life. I'm just saying that this is what I would tell my younger self. Try the dual enrollment program and get some college credits because dual enrollment exists. Knock out some college credits then. Get as much as you can for free. Check to see if you have if you have state offered aid alongside FAFSA because sometimes they can offer extra. I also know there's like work that you can do that's like attached. Like you can work at your institution and they will help decrease your tuition and or give you scholarship money and or it's something, it's something, it's something. Check, check, check. Above all else, do your research and craft your argument. Every, when you graduate, everyone goes their own way anyways. And your life is officially in your hands. Trust your gut. If you don't want debt, don't go rob your future self of that life. 
there's alternatives. If you don't mind the debt or you have a means to pay it off and you know how you'll do that, you have a plan. Because listen, if you drop out, right, and then sometimes things happen as well. This is real. We're talking real stuff. This is stuff my professor told me. Sometimes he said people drop out. He said freshman year, a lot of people drop out. But by then you signed your name on that dotted line. You still have to pay it off. You still owe money. And so that's why he recommended. And then also I would recommend to my younger self. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Community college. At least if like a degree is something that, you know, or the parents or, you know, just because you're doing the same thing everyone else is doing at every other institution, you're just getting a massive discount and or for free. So the real conversation. So let me tell everyone something. I was raised to question things frequently and always. It's a core part of who I am. Who I was at 16 is not the person I am today. What I believed in and advocated is also not the same. And I'm sure that those listening, you can also advocate for yourself that you too have changed in many aspects during the past two years. So why on God's green earth are we still perpetuating the same old narrative for college? When I made that documentary, which was two years ago, the ceiling for debt was about to touch a trillion. Do you know what it looks like today? It has surpassed a trillion. It took the baton and ran. That was two years ago. It was, it was about to touch the ceiling of a trillion. This old narrative has spun it to the point where there are still people that don't understand the gravity of six figures for a degree and a degree that has been depreciating in value over time. In the old economy, it costed a house. Not in this one, but in the old one, absolutely. And hopefully (laughs) that cost will return back down to where it once was. But it's undeniable that the game has changed. It's not what it used to be unless you're talking about a traditional career field and even then you still have to research all of it. What is the day-to-day of a nurse or software engineer or a dentist? What are the stress levels like? How competitive is this field? What are the chances of being hired right out of college? How many jobs are opening up? Is this a growing field? What certifications would give me an edge over the my peers or the competing group? The truth is, is that the game has changed. And my advice to those in college, you need to talk to responsible adults at your institution. You need to find professors and teachers that invest their money. You need to find the ones that give you alternatives to the traditional route, route and talk to them. You need to learn to communicate and defend your case. When you are in debt, you have no money until it is paid off. You are in the negatives. It's like the red zone, right? It's not like, and I'm not talking like credit card debt. I'm not talking like 
a mortgage. I'm not talking. This isn't. We're talking about. We're, we're talking about something that they won't even let you like default. Like there's no bankruptcy. Like this is this insane. People are becoming refugees, yo. Like they're fleeing the country. What? They're leaving the U.S. So they don't have to pay it. They don't have to pay it off. You can get a check of a thousand dollars, but if you're forty k deep in debt. You have no money. And then also, too, then it comes down to, mm, do I pay off my debt or do I pay off my bills? Do I eat this week or do I let yo don't play? Don't play. Do your research. Do your due diligence. It's not to scare you. It's to it's it's a reality. Put it in a calculator and look for yourself. Negative 40K, now add $1,000 to it. Where'd the $1,000 go? It's simple addition and subtraction. Listen, I know the American school system failed a lot of us. I know it. Sure do. Work with me here. Work with me here. That's a whole other topic, the way the American school system is so broken and dilapidated to the point where simple basic mathematics and literature is difficult. People don't know how many continents we have. They don't know what state they're in. They don't know how many quarters make a dollar, and we have the same high school diploma. Follow the money. This is a business, just like everything else in this country. The college corporation, I mean higher education, is a business. I said follow the money and do the research. I have the resources linked to this podcast episode. Take it to the next level. There's so much money to be made from this machine for a product that is depreciating in value by the second. A product that does not guarantee the American dream it once did. Pay attention. All right, so how was college for you? How was college like? It was I... It was like, it's okay. Like, I felt like I was in high school 2.0. And perhaps it's because I did my entire degree online and I didn't have the college experience, you know. Um, that beautiful, beautiful experience everyone keeps talking about. I hardly remember anything and I don't believe in the cost. I'm just glad it's over. Honestly, I'm just, I'm very, very happy it's done. I'd consider myself an optimist, but I reached a point where I was counting down the months. I kept refreshing my score page to see if that 98% completion would be 100% in the middle of the semester because senioritis is no laughing matter. But um, someone might ask me for my GPA. I just, I feel like someone would be like, what was your GPA? Um, I got it for 3.9. My freshman year counselor told me my degree would take three years. And this is the college counselor. And I laughed and said, watch this. (laughs) Watch this. This isn't a hostage situation, okay? I haven't had a summer off in two years. I've been stacking those credits and mining the business that was quite literally paying me. I will not be returning for a bachelor's degree. I have other things I want to gather and focus on. I am currently picking through one of the alternatives that I shared earlier so there's that I'm really excited to see where this could go and I was talking to a college counselor about this decision not to continue further and to about one of the alternatives that I had picked 
And you know what she said? This is a college counselor, by the way. She said, honestly, that's the best way to go. Anyways, it was I. I had some lovely professors and cute discussion posts. I wouldn't have paid to go in person either, though. I don't want another position where I'm forced to make friends just because I'm in the same school environment. We'll talk about that more in the future. Overall, it's the three stars. I added one because I went for free and I saved a lot of beautiful literary pieces, but nothing I probably couldn't have found on my own. But I kept them nonetheless because it brought the awareness of their existence and now I'm high-key obsessed with Russian authors and poetry and literature, so. Oh, and uh, all kinds of, like, mythology from India to stories about, like, the first novel that was made in Japan. I like, just, it was, it was, I liked my English courses. I really did. Would I go in person? No. No. I wouldn't go in person. I had two years to stall and figure out who I was a little more. And turns out I am capable of going my own way and following my own God-given intuition. And I have more respect for myself because of it. Because this has nothing to do with anyone else but me. This has absolutely nothing to do with what someone else's goals and plans are, how they're feeling about it. Because here's the thing, like we could have this conversation right now and someone that's very, they know exactly how they're gonna navigate the four-year institution will be like, this was a great conversation, but you know, thanks, no thanks. And I would sit there and I'd be like, you know, good for you because you, you know, as long as you did your research, you saw, you weighed your options, et cetera, you know how you're gonna navigate this arena. I cannot, you know, speak against your own intuition and your own path and, you know, take the thing that works best for you. But to be peer pressured and almost like bullied into this like cult-like mentality that we're all supposed to go the same way is just, it's, you know, no, no, you know, and Creole, no, you just, we're not doing that. So I'm proud of the conviction and despite it, was anxiety inducing and it took a but now when it's time for me to make a clear-cut decision after I've weighed all my options and I've looked at I've overturned as many rocks as I could to see and I went down many rabbit holes and I'm finally making my decision I don't have that anxiety anymore because I'm I'm like I know what's best for me I know my experiences I know what I went through I don't need you to come over here and tell me what's going to be good for me. Unless, unless I ask. Unless I'm the one that's like, hey, by the way, how does this work? Hey, by the way, can I have your advice on this? But other than that, you know, we was all in the same position. And now we're not. Because where we started is not where we're all going to finish. And so why would I make a decision on that? You know, it just, it wasn't the, the, I couldn't force myself to have the cognitive dissonance it would have taken 
to just financially lynch myself like that. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't, I couldn't. I knew I'd have been in that dorm room crying every single night, just crying, just sobbing my eyes out, not being able to do nothing. So, um, oh, and also too, it was the spring of 2020. So it wouldn't be the dorm. It would be my own bedroom. You know, I had to, at the end of the day, I had to look out for me and future Olan's future. Or for the some of you who know me as Lani, I had to look out for her future. She wants to travel and have stability and financial abundance and because it's her birthright. And she's going to get it because it's something she's always wanted. Okay? And so I got to look out for her. Not what Maria or Madison or Shanice had to say. Okay? I don't have time for that. No shade. It's just the truth. And I wish that I stumbled across a podcast episode that sounded just like this. Because not only would I be laughing and crying tears of joy, I'd be like, oh my God, thank you, finally, finally, finally. Because you just don't get that perspective. There is anxiety and there is second guessing yourself. And you are like, man, you know, I'm really about to go down this road less traveled. You know, but it's quiet. There's no crowds there. It's quiet. You can find yourself. You can, you know, live with your decision. Okay, I made a decision. I chose it. We're going to stick to it. And we're going to see it out through the end. Listen, I come from a bloodline where resilience is the reason my heart is still beating. I had this since birth. It was just a matter of time until I came into the realization of that. Here we are. And at the end of the day, in the long run, Everything's going to be just fine. Everything's going to be okay. In conclusion, this conversation is not for everyone. And it's all right. I just wanted to talk about college from a recent graduate perspective and from one that's not always looked at and acknowledged. How many people are out here talking about community college unapologetically or talking about the alternative path or decision unapologetically? So I didn't see this resource at the time that I was making my decision. I didn't see this conversation. And so this is the resource I wish I had. This is the person I wish that I had. And this conversation that goes way further, farther, and deeper. But it's a lot more nuanced. And there's privileges I do have. And it took me taking this decision myself to see that, that I do have my own cards. We all have our own cards. You heard some of some of my cards were dingy. There are some dingy cards. Absolutely. And did I play that? I, I played that fiddle. I sure did. Oh, my God. I just, you know, the system, low income. Oh, my God. Give me money. You know, like I, I play my cards. There are cards to play. Find them. Play them. For instance, I got to also stay home and save money. That is a card I got to play. And I had one parent on my side. And so, thank you, mama. Always has been on my side. But yes, that's all I got for this conversation. It's been real. Take care of your spirits, being, and essence. Good luck.